Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Call Me When You Get This podcast. My name is Caitlin, and I am just so glad you're here as always. And I'm really pumped for this episode, you guys. This episode is with one of my very favorite people, my favorite friends, best friends, Stephen Hines. He is my spin instructor turned best friend, but like an older brother to me. And I truly can't believe my little cycle class back in February of 2021, I think that's right, yeah, has brought us here um, to where we are recording a podcast together. And he is truly, guys, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, like a person I respect so much. And I'm so thankful he is on here sharing his heart, his perspective as a fitness instructor, um, and his heart behind inclusivity and community and why he does what he does. And so it's a very important conversation, I feel. And I will say that being said, I think that this is kind of, it could be heavy for some people, but we do talk about, you know, exercise and diet culture. So if that's triggering to you, you've been warned. Although I do feel like it's a pretty encouraging conversation as someone who has struggled with all of that, um, I think that it could be of encouragement and again, just so thankful for Steven being here. He has walked with me through thick and thin and I'm just thankful that you guys get to, you know, hear from him and his perspective as a fitness instructor. I think it's easy to come in with preconceived notions into fitness classes if group fitness is something you participate in and hopefully he squashes a few of those for you. So Without further ado, here is my conversation with one of my very favorite people, Stephen Hines. Hello, hello. Hi. I am here with one of my best friends, my favorite people in the world, Stephen Hines, the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, we're live on the pod. <laughs> I, don't... I love calling it the pod. It's so fun. <laughs> it is the pod. If we're honest, this is round two because we... I thought we weren't going to disclose. Why? I don't know. But now the people know. Hello. <laughs> this round is round two. two. Phony fake liars. <laughs> no. Just... We're committed to the cause and committed to the pod. Uh, it was just <laughs> not the best audio situation of all time. So we're re-recording in person. Yes, we are sitting in my messy office next to a pile of dirty laundry. And drinking coffee at 5.30 p.m. That's so okay. here we are. Um, but I'm really excited. I've uh, talked a little bit. I don't know how much you've listened, but I have like teased um steven's been like a huge part of my like health and fitness journey and then also just my human (laughs) journey in life um especially in the last like year year and a half or so and um has just been really pivotal in my relationship with exercise culture and diet culture even and um kind of squashed a lot of preconceived notions i had about it so i wanted to have him on here to talk through some of that and just maybe hopefully help somebody who's feeling the same way. Steven and I met at Cycle Bar in Knoxville like two years ago now, almost coming up. Um, I started going, uh, my friend Claire that I had just started working with invited me to a class and I went like in December and then it was not Steven's class, but that's okay. It was Courtney's class. Courtney Bailey. We at love her. Court.cycles, yes. Instagram. Yes, of course. Go follow her. She's great. Um, and then didn't come back until February and really fell in love with it. Stephen was very kind. Um, and I felt like I knew what I was doing <laughs> on the second ride to a degree. And um, I started, that was like right before a lot of things in my life went uh, haywire. And kind of just really fell in love with being able to move my body and I just needed to put my energy into something because everything else felt out of control. So cycle bar felt like something I could control for 45 minutes and like disconnect for that time. And I really needed it. And I was writing too much nine to 11 times a week. Don't do that. (laughs) But at the time, um, it was just what I needed. And Steven, I attended a lot of his classes, his classrooms worked best for me. And then also became a friend of me and then also befriended other instructors there. And now I'm here 
we're both in the Nashville area. Well, Stephen is. I'm like ish, Nashville ish, <laughs> and um, still get to ride together sometimes, which is really fun. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm in Nashville, um, and Caitlin is out living her Miley Stewart fantasy. I am. Um, in in what we call the sticks. I went out to her house for the first time like a week <laughs> ago, and literally I swung the door open and I said, "We got to get you moved to Nashville." <laughs> We're trying. We literally, we were playing cows in a graveyard like the whole way there. I don't know what that is. You, you've never played cows in a graveyard, and you <laughs> <No>. live there. <laughs> no shade to the good people of rural Tennessee, but it's there's a lot of cows. It's a little like there's not a lot going on. But so you count cows on either side of the car, and then every time you pass a graveyard, it resets, and you have to start back at zero. Oh, you probably got far. And so we learned the left side on the way to your house is good cows in the graveyard because there's a lot of cows, not a lot of graveyard. Right side, a little more mixed bag. Wow. I know. <laughs> well, guys, if you ever want to play that game, come to my house. Apparently. Wait, I can't believe you've never. That's like a road trip staple. No. Just the license. Middle game. America loves cows. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so there you go. That's us. Yeah. Um, so Caitlin and I, um, we met at Cycle Bar. I was teaching there. Um, I guess I'd been there probably like a year. Um, and then she started to take my class. Um and we just connected on like a human level which you know obviously is the goal with all riders but it just something about Caitlin <laughs> for a couple episodes and you probably know that she's an open book so we just yeah. like connected very easily and quickly um but there is this kind of like special thing that happens in fitness where and it might not seem like it if you try like a full ride class or a various class or a whatever class like where you're like, I'm new. I'm just going to slide under the radar. I promise you, you're not under the radar. No, <laughs> no matter how not. much you think about you, because we obviously we can like log on and see the roster before. And I'm always like, Ooh, I have three new people. And I like genuinely look forward to that all day. And so I just was like, who is this Caitlin girl, you know, showed her love in class. And then we just kind of got to talking and then we ended up here at my office on the pod yes I always joke and I say I forced Stephen to be my friend (laughs) (laughs) because um I well so I started writing in February and you moved in August July July July. here and I um was trying to move back here during like the latter half of last year and so I would come ride like anytime I was like interviewing for a job or just like at home and would be like, let's go get dinner. And, you know, just trying to build like a relationship because I had like no friends here other than my high school friends. And I was not about to do that. So, and it's been a cool thing. That's really yeah. tender. Um, I gotta stop using that word. Um, anyway, so that's like our little background. And so, like I said, I really wanted to get Steven on here to talk about from a, an instructor perspective in the fitness world, you know, you've taught in two different Cities now, two very yeah. different clientele, I would say. Same but different. Um, and I can speak from like the client writer, you know, perspective on that. And as someone who was petrified to even like step foot in any sort of gym, fitness studio, whatever, because of some things in my past, um, Stephen, among other people, as much as I would like to say Stephen carried it all no <laughs> it's been a, like a group effort but steven's been hugely pivotal in that for me so i wanted to, him to kind of just speak to you know where the fitness industry is at and um what maybe your instructor is thinking versus like what you think they think so. yeah yeah i love that yeah so in just a little background so in case people hopefully this is reaching people that you've never met mm-hmm. um so i started teaching um in 2020, in the middle of like peak COVID times, which was a wackadoodle move to make, but I um, had kind of like a non-traditional start to all things fitness. I, the other half of my life, I work in marketing um, and Orange Theory was a client of mine. And so for years I worked on them and I had never taken a class and I was like, what's this all about? So I finally, you know, decided to try and take a class. I was somebody, I tried sports growing up and I just nothing stuck played baseball for a little bit that didn't stick I was not very good at it um and I was like a band theater choir kid and that's Mm -hmm. kind of where my world lied and so like I didn't feel comfortable in any sort of fitness space I went to the gym at UT twice um yeah T-Rex and one of those times was to get Smoothie King and not actually work out so 
I just, it was like not a land that I was comfortable with, nothing that I was, you know, felt seen or heard in. And so all that to say, I went and I tried an orange theory class just so I like could understand what I was working on. And, um, I don't know what changed or what happened, but I, I guess I drank the Kool-Aid a little bit and I got a membership and I think I got like a four pack or an eight pack or, you know, something. It wasn't, wasn't going every day at first, but it kind of did become like my first true fitness love. Um, you know, and I, it got to the point where I was going every day, sometimes a couple times a day. And, you know, mm -hmm. I kind of went through a couple years of that. Um, and my friend Morgan, um, was an instructor at cycle bar in Bearden. And, um, we worked together at my, my old job and, um, she was like, you're, you gotta come try out for cycle bar. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. And I was like, absolutely not. I had taken our class like a couple times. The first time I was like, so unsure of what was going on. I was like the lights, the music, I'm not good at this. I don't know what's going on. It's like too much. And then I went back again and I liked it more. And so I was like, maybe I'll hear her out. And so I got, again, I think I got like a four pack or yeah. something. And she's doing the work. I know she pack. was, she <laughs> shout out uh, Morgan Anderson. Yeah. She basically is the reason that I'm here. Um, but I just kind of started to ride and I was going to like noon classes in the middle of, you know, very early lockdown with masks on, but it, and it was weird and funky and felt unnatural, but it was an escape. And so I just started mm. to feel how that felt. And I was like, maybe this would work. And I had such a background in music and I loved how like, it's obviously fitness, but it is music led. And I, um, I guess the rest is history a little bit, but yeah. So I, um, taught in Knoxville for, I guess like two and a half ish years and then moved here to Nashville. And I, when I moved, I just was kind of craving, um, craving something new, craving, uh, you know, creative freedom. Um, and I had written out a studio called full ride cycling here. Um, anytime I would come to visit, it was like the first thing I signed up for was a full ride cycling class. And, um, they just had everything that I thought I wanted in kind of my next step. And so mm -hmm. that's where I'm at now. Um, shout out full ride. Um, but I have been around the block, but I'm also, I feel like a newbie a little bit in the fitness world. And so I will say, you know, I, I love fitness in the way that it's, always changing, but I also will be the first to admit, you know, where the, the boundary of my knowledge stops. Um, yeah. but I do, you know, fully believe in, in its ability to build relationships. So I know that's kind of far away from the question that Caitlin asked, but I do feel like it's important, um, yeah. you know, for people that are wanting to try group fitness or they're scared yeah. or they're like, that's not for me, or they see, you know, crazy, crazy, like spin class, witchcraft, on Instagram. Yeah. Um, it's everywhere. Like it's everywhere. <laughs> um, and it is what you make it, but, um, it is also a safe space. Yeah. Um, my short little background, I don't have much. I was just raised in a not active household at all. Um, my parents worked a lot growing up. And so I also tried sports and was horrible. I played basketball. I don't even know if you know this. I played basketball for nine years and never made Ooh. a basket. So it was just not, you know, in the cards. I was also musical, uh, really took up like guitar and singing and then just, you know, active lifestyles were not something, you know, my parents, parents had or anything. So it wasn't something we were like educated on. And then as I got older, um, you know, the world is really loud and started to feel certain ways about, you know, diet and tried all the things, tried keto, tried. Weight Watchers, like all the fad things and just was really left feeling worse than I came. Um, and I know that some people love that stuff and that that's you. Great. Um, just personally, not for me. Um, and then developed a really unhealthy relationship with myself at the end of the day and also exercise um, because I felt like everybody was telling me to do it and it's not something I wanted to do myself. Um, and so when Claire invited me to Cycle Bar, she didn't say you should come because you need to. She was like, you should come because it's fun. And that's why I was like, sure, why not? So, um, and went to that first class, liked it a lot, was told that I couldn't afford cycle bar. So didn't go back until I could get four classes. I think it was like four classes for 20 bucks. A good deal. Um, a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> and then a friend kindly gifted me with a membership and 
the rest is history, I guess. Yeah. And um, still definitely struggle. I would say, I told Steven the other day, like the last year and a half has been really hard on that side, even though that's when I like fell in love with group fitness. It's also been really hard mentally because um, I'm like a metrics person, which we'll get into in a minute. And when I don't see like the data, they say numbers don't lie. Um, and so been trying to really like change the language towards myself on that and just enjoy the ride and <laughs> no pun intended, but <laughs> enjoy the ride and also just, you know, notice myself getting stronger and not necessarily paying attention to numbers. So, um, okay. So a huge topic, um, I know Steven's passionate about, and then I'm passionate about just because of, you know, where I've been and where I'm going is inclusivity in the fitness space specifically, you know, walking into a group fitness class, but even like just going to the gym. Um, it's hard for people, no matter what you look like. I feel like people, if you're a person, you struggle with body image in some sort of way. Um, and your mental internal dialogue is tough. So, um, I can speak to the client perspective, but I would love for you to speak to the instructor and client. You're also a client yeah. perspective. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a big thing that I love like going and learning from other people other coaches, other studios, um, and just like feeling how it feels to be a client. Cause I think that's important, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, inclusivity, that's a, <laughs> how much time you got. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I've, I've had this thought, especially in the last like year or so, I feel like I see over Instagram and, you know, studios, websites and stuff. Inclusivity will always be like the word that's like in a different color and in a bold font and whatever. But yeah. like, is it really in a bold font when you go experience it firsthand? And I think it's almost an overused word and I I'll elaborate on what I mean by that because obviously inclusivity is a good thing, but I, I think inclusivity I think has been maybe worked in a way that it it's not, I feel like, I feel like inclusivity is, it's really about how you treat people. Um, and you know, that's what I'm learning and continuing to learn in fitness is inclusivity is not a song sequence or a class format or to an extent what you ask for. Inclusivity is how you treat people, you know, making everybody included at the end of the day is, you know, by definition what that means. And so that's understanding, you know, did somebody just get a promotion? Did somebody, you know, just experience loss or a breakup or buy a new house or have a kid or, you know, are they coming back from an injury, understanding the people in your room and making Mm -hmm. them feel special is inclusive. It's not a rule book on what you can and can't do off the bike, or, you know, it's not a song sequence. It's at the end of the day, just about how you make people feel. Um, and I think that that is huge. You know, I walked out of some classes and I, um, just am like, Ooh, you know, throw that one in the trash onto the next one. And, and we all have them like classes that just, you know, maybe we miss a beat drop or something doesn't go to plan. But I feel like those are always the classes really enough that I open Instagram like an hour or two after class. And I have a message from a writer that, you know, maybe sits in the back by the door and kind of comes and heads down and leaves and, you know, isn't, you know, a huge talker, a big wooer, you know, <laughs> yeah. is it whipping her towel in class or whatever? And, you know, they'll be like, Hey, when you shouted me out today, it really meant a lot. Like I'm going through mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. And, you know, to me, that's inclusive is, is making every single, if you've got 45 bikes in the room, making sure that 45 people know that you see them, you acknowledge their work and you're, you're happy they're there. Um, you know, I, um, I've always said, if I ever look out into a room when I'm teaching, if I'm on the instructor bike and everybody else, you know, is, you know, in the room and it doesn't matter the song or what part of class or anything, but if I look out into the room and there's not a single person taking an option or making, you know, a choice that feels better in their body, I fully have not done my job. I've probably failed that room. Um, and that's insanely important to me. It's not the first time I've said that because it's my job to make sure that people feel empowered that, you know, you can sit, you can take an option. You can We love to sit. Yeah. I mean, I do too. You can, you can take the options. And I always, this is something that I have also started to kind of rotate into what I say in class, but it's not a modification. It's an option. And I think that 
that being teed up that way changes a lot because yeah. the modification feels like you're failing. Maybe yeah, failing or yeah. just not doing the like thing. not strong enough. Yeah, and it's really not. It's an option. I it's there are options on how to get through forty five minutes on the spin bike, just like there are forty five minutes in a pit class or whatever. And I um that's that's what I feel really strongly. And so I've I've kind of learned and I continue to learn that inclusivity is not just about what you put in class, but it's about the 30 minutes before the 30 minutes after it's about the music you play. It's about, um, you know, it's all of the experience of how the writer feels welcomed and seen in the space. Mm -hmm. It's not about, you know, did you ask for X pace, you know, out of the saddle or something. Um, and you know, like, on the music note, for example, if you have a new writer and you're striking up a conversation with them after class and they are like, hey, I really love the Jonas Brothers. The next time they come back, class two, class two arguably is scarier than class one. Agreed. Because you don't always have like a staff member like clipping your foot into the bike or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but if they are in that class and they hear the Jonas Brothers get queued up and they acknowledge and realize you know what's happening and that you remember their human existence and the conversation you had that's going to make them want to come back and that's going to make them maybe get an inch closer to a better relationship with their body and with exercise so yeah that's kind of (laughs) a very long-winded way of saying my thoughts on inclusivity but I it's just really important to me I could talk about it till I'm blue in the face but it's our job you know it's not our job to get up there and play the craziest remixes and do, you know, 32 count combos that, you know, you have to study before class to get right or, you know, say the most prophetic things. It's our job to get up there, maybe make people turn their mind off for a couple minutes Mm -hmm. of, you know, what's heavy outside of the doors and just let them have fun and feel included and seen and acknowledged. Yeah. I'll say, I remember one of my first, like batch of classes at Psycho Bar with you, you played the band Camino, but it was the arms song. Probably see through. <laughs> Claire goes, <laughs> she said, it's the arms song. So he doesn't like the song, but he likes you. So he put it in. <laughs> oh, Claire at Claire Garner on the pod. Um, I only did that once and it was actually for Claire Garner. She requested um, like a country Nelly song. <laughs> if Claire, if you're listening, you're going to laugh at this. She, I think she was, does. It was like, get up on an ad hoc horse. And Freeland. I was, yeah, I did not want to play that song. It's like two minutes long, and it was not the vibe, so I made it arms. And I told her after, I said, I didn't want to play that, but I played it for you. Well, that's what she told me. She said, <laughs> <laughs> Steven put the band Camino in, but it was arms, so he likes you, but not the song. I mean. I was like, okay, it was still I there. I think that's changed now, though. Like, my, I love the arm series that at full ride and no, I've, I've been i've been going like six seven eight minute oh we know arm series oh we be doing <laughs> we be we be lifting weights um yeah i feel like that has changed but i definitely there was definitely a period of time where i was like arms ugh, on to the next yeah um so um i'll use myself as an example i really struggled when i first started writing i mean cycling specifically if we're just talking about that is crazy because you are asking a lot you're riding at a certain pace trying to keep rhythm and if you're not musical which we both are but if you're not that's tough and then adding choreography in that but then once you kind of get that down it's like well how do I challenge myself in that so I guess from a coaching perspective how do you help your riders not stay you know in a box yeah and um but still like being inclusive because I know like we just talked about it's an option yeah. I sit personally very often. <laughs> I'm getting better. Um, but I do that, but still Steven will challenge me, which it's I mean, like we know each other well. So at this point I'm like, okay, I don't really have an excuse, but you know. Yeah, I love that. No, I I mean, and this is all gonna be spin specific, but um in terms of coaching your room, I will say in my 
my class, if, if people are new to taking my class or something and they have, they've ridden at like a soul cycle or army or power flow, or they've seen it on Instagram or whatever, my class is probably going to look and feel very simple. Yeah. Um, and that's by design. It's not because I'm the boring instructor <laughs> or anything. It's because I, A, a couple things. A, I think if you keep it, it's simple, but you play the most badass, fun, yeah. wackadoodle music. It lets you let the music in. Like, if you're riding to, like, The Great Escape Boys Like Girls, absolute banger, if you haven't heard <laughs> it. How? Um, but if you're riding to something like that, but you're so concerned about the movement, are you really enjoying that moment? Whereas if it's simple enough, but still challenging, um, you know, you can kind of let the music in and let it do what it would do to you if you like were driving down the highway at 90 yeah. miles an hour with the windows down yeah beautiful um, soul beautiful soul's a banger to ride oh uh, yeah beautiful soul just mccartney um <laughs> we've done it all instructor folks. friends cue it up um <laughs> but no and i think too there's a resistance knot between your knees turn it you know i yeah. <laughs> i um i have always coached fast but heavy um and like love the balance of both i've always tried and i think pride myself on a very very balanced class where we'll go fast but i think people know that the slow and heavy is always coming with me so um you know that's what i would always say it's just you know not worrying so much about numbers and that's kind of another can of worms but like not being so concerned with like a calorie burn or a resistance number if you're at a studio that uses numbers or mm -hmm. anything like that, but how does it feel like there is nothing more athletic that you can do on a spin bike than turn the wheel up and then try to push through it. That's the most athletic thing you can do. Turn that wheel and push through it and tell me how it feels. Yeah. And so I think that is going to always be different for every single person. Like if there's 45 people in a room, there's going to be 45 different levels of resistance and then they're going to all be able to push at a different pace. So mm -hmm. I think, and I say that all the time, everybody can push, whether it's your first class or your one millionth class, everybody can take where they are, take a big deep breath and say, mm -hmm. I got 15 seconds to do this and just try. Um, and it's not about finesse or nailing the choreo or doing a perfect yeah. you know, cross or anything like that. It's just you versus you. Um, and I think that's how I get there is music that people know the words too, that they can turn their mind off and just kind of feel present in the room with you. And then a lot of resistance yeah. <laughs> um, and making sure that people know that like foundation comes first. And I know that every instructor at any studio that involves a spin bike that you ever take will say that, but yeah, it truly is. It's rhythm resistance. Then it's everything else. And if you're just like, I tell new riders in my little spiel every time, if you want to rock out in the seat and just sing along for 45 minutes, I'm happy you're here. Yeah. Um, there are levels to what we do and making sure that people know that if you're in the seat with a shitload of resistance on your bike, you're no less than, than the person that has a thousand classes that just did yeah. the perfect double tap body roll, yeah. you know, to Nelly or whatever, <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. there's levels and everybody wins. And yeah, I just, we say it, I, I say it, we say it, everybody says it. But it's, it, I think it's how you say it. And I think it's mm -hmm. when you say it with, you know, trust, then I think the people in the room will start to believe you. Yeah. And I'll say, I mean, I have like over like 370 something, I mean, like almost at 400, you know, classes in general under my belt. And like, I was just talking to Steven and Carson, shout out. She's a faithful listener of the pod. Um, I was talking to them yesterday. I was like, man, I feel like on the runs um, or fast jogs, I'm going too fast. And so like I had to sit and like play with the resistance, resistance knob the other day and like figure out, you know, where that was at because I was going to fall off the bike. Um, and it's just like always a learning thing too. I feel like, I mean, like you're an instructor, but you're still a student of your craft. Yeah. I watch you be a student of your own craft and yeah. it's really important. Um, to just like let yourself and give yourself grace in the process, but not like I've had to learn, like not so much grace that you're like, um, what's what I'm looking for? Not giving yourself enough credit. Yeah. Well, and I think to that point, I, you know, there, and this is something that I'm, you know, 
believing more these days and messaging more in class, but also just kind of like trying to walk the walk with it is there's a lot of power in being new at something. Um, you know, I feel like our first instinct, if we're new, whether it's in a fitness environment or elsewhere, our first instinct is to rush, 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 rush to get out of the new box. And like, what if you just were new at something, you know? And I think that's, that's where I think a lot of beautiful change happens. It's not, I mean, it's scary, but it's, it's not a bad thing. And I think, you know, I've had to learn that moving to Nashville, coming to Full Ride, where, you know, I had built community and then I had to, obviously, Full Ride has the most badass community in Nashville, mm-hmm. shout out. But still having to kind of like be new at something and in a new space and work alongside people that I've always, even before I got here, you know, always looked up to and respected, like Kenzie and Sean and all of these people on the team that then they come from being you know, people that you see on Instagram and you're like, oh, they're so cool. Yeah. Like, I don't even know like what I would talk about with them to being people that like you go grab coffee with and they're yeah. your boss. And it's, it's been a very challenging, but also like really invigorating and exciting thing that I think I've been able to take into other mm-hmm. corners of my life is just be new and like soak that up like a sponge and learn. And like, I, um, I have an Equinox plush membership so that I can watch like some instructors that I really admire like up in New York and you know learn from them like I don't think I will ever knock on wood hopefully get tired of figuring things out as it relates to spin and fitness and you know whatever that world opens up for me but um I think there's a lot of power in allowing yourself to be new yeah and not rushing out of the new before you're ready yeah and I'll say like from my perspective when I was brand new at spin given I was going through it. So I wanted to be, I felt like everything was bad. So I wanted something to be good. So I wanted it to, I wanted to rush the process and just be good at something. Um, And I remember messaging Stephen and being like, Hey, um, why can't I like do this choreo? I have rhythm. I understand rhythm. I can't seem to nail it. Um, And he literally told me, I looked back at it yesterday. He literally said, it takes time. It just takes time to figure it out. And you told me then too, that rhythm comes first. Rhythm and resistance comes first. Yep. Everything's extra credit. That's what I um, said. <laughs> yes. It's, like, it's almost like you've taken my class before. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, but then I like just went to Orange Theory for the first time a couple weeks ago and was petrified. Like having this conversation now, I'm like looking back and I was like, felt like little Caitlin walking into Cycle Bar again, just like scared to death. Because um, I went by myself. And... Um, the instructor there actually told me, he was like, this is your first class. It's going to feel like a mess. Let it be yeah. a mess. Yeah. And I was like, encouraging, I guess. Um, but that's also, I've just had to have grace for myself in that too, of just like, well, this is a new, new ways of moving my body. I hate a rower. Um, and at the time I didn't love a spin bike. Um, and then, you know, you never know like what, yes, you're moving your body and that's amazing. But for me, fruitful relationships and friendships have come out of that more than anything and also a healthy relationship with exercise. Um, and so I guess I want to touch on like community building in that is so important, um, and just huge and can be so rich if you let it. Um, but you also have to be willing to talk to your instructors and talk to other riders and just, you know, I always say it's only awkward if you make it awkward and how, um cool is it to risk like a five minute conversation of awkwardness for like potentially a lifelong friend um so I guess I can speak to my perspective but I want to speak to yours first of like you know community building yeah and stuff like that yeah I love that I think community is one of those things kind of again that every studio says they have but when you are at a place where you feel it it, you're like oh this is what that means and I think You know, I have been blessed um, to teach it at studios that, you know, walk the walk. And, you know, especially I will say for I um, has the most incredible and I <laughs> every fitness professional probably says this about their studio, but I truly believe the best community I've ever seen. Um, you know, I've never walked into a studio and this was way before I had a microphone on my face at Four Eyed or 
I would like to think anybody there knew that I was an instructor. Like when I was still teaching in Knoxville and I would come visit and come ride or when I had moved, but I was still in the down low that like I was training with, with Kinsey and Shauna, there were people that were like, you seem new. I've never seen you before. What's your name? You know, what's your whole deal? And yeah. like, would strike up like a 15 minute conversation, invite you to coffee at Ladybird next door, you know, the whole thing. And I've just, I've never seen a studio like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's really special, but I, um, and I will say from the community kind of building side of it, it's, I think the the mistake that some instructors make is thinking that all roads have to lead back to the instructor. And I obviously like to an extent, yes, but you, you're going to have community best when the person on bike 17 knows the name and maybe an occupation and the dog name and a fun fact about (laughs) the people on, you know, 16 and 18 people next to them. And I think that that that's where community is built is it becomes kind of this network and web of people that they're like, Oh, we're going to take Steven six thirty on Tuesday. Yeah. Like you're there. And at 5 PM on Sunday, when booking goes live, they're there with their finger on their bike. Cause they know the people next to them are going to be on there. Yeah. And I think that's community. And when it, I, I love after a class, even if I'm a client taking it at a studio elsewhere, or of course, if I'm teaching, but when class is over, the doors open, stretches over, and you're like, damn, these people are never going to leave when they're standing there <laughs> and they're talking for like 30 minutes. That is the the best part of this because obviously it's fitness and, you know, it's sweaty and it's calorie burn and vulnerable, whatever, but it's 45 humans in a room that yeah. are all, you know, coming from a, a different place in their story and mm-hmm. somehow all coming together and whether they knew each other or not. 45 minutes ago, they're all like waving towels on a go home at the end, you know? And I think that that's kind of the special part of it. And that's why, you know, obviously I love fitness. I don't just love spin, but I do think that is the one thing about spin that is special is it's just such a full release that like I've ridden at like soul cycle studios in a random city that I visited once. And I'm like banging on the handlebars of the people around me. Like, (laughs) yes, you better work. Like the whole thing, because it is, it's just such a release and it's such uh, it's a human experience. It's not like a fitness where you're lifting weights, rah, like yeah. lunk alarm going off not or whatever, alarm. not the lunk alarm, <laughs> but like, it's, it's not that it's, yeah. it really is a, it's a much more human level kind of yeah. experience. So I think just a getting to know your riders as a human, not, you know, not saying Caitlin always rides on bike 32, but Caitlin who works in marketing and has a podcast and a dog named Bruno and, you know, has been through X, Y, and Z in her story. That's going to be a huge help too, because yeah, you know, then it's a human in your class. It's not a number. And, um, yeah. I feel like too, well, also I'm going to say I'm an extroverted person, so I don't care. I'm like, here's, this is what's going on in my life. Like, there's no pressure to share, you know, your deeply personal (laughs) details of your life, but also letting someone that you may have, like I had preconceived notions walking into cycle bar of all fitness instructors in general, a blanket thing that they're going to judge me because of how I look and I can't do what they're, you know, asking of me. That was my like assumption. Um, And when I let Steven, Courtney, Eric into my human side, yeah. It was like, wow, I'm so glad I get to do this with someone who sees me for who I actually am yeah. and not what I'm like, am or am not capable of right now. Yeah. Talk to sense. us. Yes. You know, so important. That's every instructor I've ever talked to says the same thing. So it's not just a me thing, but we literally want to be your friends so bad. Please talk to us. <laughs> um, follow us on Instagram. We'll follow you. And I think, <laughs> you know, if, if you like have taken my class, whatever, you know, that I, had two Instagrams. Now I have one RIP to spin with Steven. We miss her. Uh, we miss her. We love her. Yeah. Don't miss it. Um, (laughs) but no, the reason I got rid of two accounts was because I was posting about my life and you know, everything happening on one account and then just spin class shit on the other one. And I was like, people want to know about my life. They want to know where I ate dinner last night or, you know, whatever. And I want to know where you ate dinner last night. If we went to Dicey's at the same time, like, Hey, come on, you know, or whatever. And like, it's, 
I think that is, that's a huge part of community and just knowing people and yeah. it goes from instructor to client and client to client. And I don't even like using the word client because it feels so like structured, but you know, person to person. human to human in yeah. a room is just like, it's not just a spin. Oh God, that's so cheesy too. It's not just a spin <laughs> class though. It really is, you know, humans coming together. So yeah. Just and getting to know people on a human level. There have been days where it has just been a spin class for me and I leave feeling sad <laughs> if that's like how I'm going in. Um, but I will say I have met some of my very best friends yeah. in a bike room. Um, obviously, Steven is like one of them. But even um, at Full Ride, um, shout out to Riley. Um, oh, Riley Scouting. Hey, we love her. Um, I don't even know. I was, I've been racking my brain for a few days. I don't even remember. Like, I think we just sat by each other. Yeah, I put you two next to each other one time. Yeah. And, passers, and I was like, you two are going to be friends. And you were right. Prophecy. Well. <laughs> um, but she like struck a conversation with me one day and then we just started texting. We ended up being at the same concert and then we've done like a few like co-working dates and she knows all about my life. We FaceTime and stuff. And yeah. it's just like been a very like sweet thing. But even when I was in Knoxville, I think I did put a lot of my eggs in the Stephen basket for a little bit because it felt safe. Um, and but Stephen moved, obviously. And so I had to make a choice of like, mm-hmm. well, I love spin and I love cycle bar, whatever. And so I had to make new friends. And um, Annie Graham, that was on the podcast last week. She was a writer when I met yeah. her, not an instructor. And it just is proof of like, you're in arguably one of the most vulnerable states, <laughs> exercise, attire. I'm usually coming in like half asleep um, and people just see you for you and not for what you're, you know, how you're moving your body. I know I'm not concerned with other people while I'm there. I'm just there to like vibe and have fun. And I mean, sometimes it is like a literal sanctuary for me. Um, and I know others as well. I've had some very like sad moments in spin, but some of my happiest moments have also been in a bike room, um, celebrated birthdays there, mourned losses there, you know, and with other people too, not just my own. Um, and so I think it's just so important. So risk the conversation, whether it be with a, you know, fellow rider or your instructor, you know, just asking, I think I like asked Stephen his favorite Celsius one time and I was like, sure. I'll yeah. And then she brought me one. Yeah. Just like peach pear touch points. You got to have a little green peach tea. pear. Or the uh, peach green tea, whatever. Oh, I don't know what it's called. I just know it's the peach one. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Non-carbonated. That's my, um, I guess, two cents as like a person that attends fitness classes. And I still like struggle. I'm not perfect. I don't know everything. Um, I think Steve would say the same. Yeah. Um, me too, girl. I'm yeah. trying. <laughs> we talk all the time. I'll text him after a ride and be like, oh, what was that? And he's like, Caitlin, be kind to yourself. Um, which we didn't even like touch on, but that's yeah. a huge part of like this whole thing in being a person, not just fitness. Well, I think fitness is, I, again, it's my favorite thing in the world, but I also have so many problems with it. And I think, you know, there is this like culture nowadays of like optimizing your fitness and like, yeah. I, I wear a whoop and I, you know, used to drink the greens powder and like all the things that they tell you to do, but like, at the end of the day, the best workout is the one that you show up to do and you're happy about doing. And I think like there, it's just like, take the pressure off. You know, it's, you're a human. None of us are Michael Phelps training for, you know, a gold Thank medal. God. we're trying to move our bodies and do something that yeah. feels good. Um, yeah. and make like healthy ish decisions. And yeah. I think like, when you start to put it at just a simple level like that, at least that's what's worked for me because, you know, I, without going too much into it, I've definitely had, you know, times where, you know, I was addicted to trying to work out or, you know, my fitness pal, I was like neck, neck deep in my fitness pal. Macros. Um, I will never download that app again on my phone. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I think if you just move, it sounds really simple and I know like there's nuance to it, but if you just move your body in a way that feels good, you'll be a lot happier than if you're, you know, slugging. If you hate lifting weights, a I will say caveat: strength training is very important. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but like if you hate Pilates, don't go to Pilates. Like find or something that works. If you hate yoga, don't go to yoga. Or if you love yoga, go to yoga. You know, like it just move your body in a way that feels good, and yeah. don't worry so much 
again, this is so easy to say, but don't worry so much about what you see on Instagram. And like, I've had to learn that I've unfollowed so many accounts that Mm -hmm. made me feel like I was not doing enough Mm -hmm. or, you know, or if they were always trying to sell me on the greens powder or, you know, whatever. But like, if, if an influencer on Instagram is telling you that like what you're doing is not good enough, don't, don't listen to them. Please unfollow them. Um, and I promise you there are corners of the internet where there are people that are really, you know, providing good information and cheering you on. Come and to our corner. Yeah, our corner of the internet. Hey, girl. Um, Mainly but, Steven's corner. I'm just here. But no, and I think, and I, this is kind of away from the question, but like there, there's also a lot of misinformation on yeah. the internet about fitness. And so I think if there's something that they're telling you that like you have to eat, can only eat 1200 calories unless you do three hit workouts a day or, you know, like they, A, have no idea what they're talking about. Or if they're saying that like X oil in your omelet, like is going to make you die. Like like, earn this by doing this. I mean, there there is so, and like you can spot it from a mile away, but I think once you're close to it, sometimes you don't see it. But I will say if yeah. there's if there's an Instagram or a TikTok, TikTok is like the misinformation of fitness capital. Yeah. But if there's an account that's telling you that you're doing something wrong, unless you are like <laughs> like doing 17 hit workouts a day and eating like a bird. A piece of bread. Yeah. Like you're you're fine. I yeah. promise. Like eat the things that make you feel good. Do the Enjoy workouts life. that make you feel good. Like yeah. Fitness should not be the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning and the last thing you think about when you go yeah. to sleep. You know, let your life be full and let fitness be something that supplements it, not drives it. Yeah. I will say, like, I touched on it earlier, like, used to do the fad diets, do all of that. And now it's more of, like, what genuinely, like, makes me feel good. And then, you know, giving myself... I don't want to have like all the grace in the world because I have goals that I want to meet, but I know those goals and I know that I can meet them by doing X, Y, Z, but I'm not putting the pressure on myself to, you know, like if we go to Dicey's on a Monday, like yeah, a girl, big I'm gonna eat, book. I'm going to eat the peppy boy. Like you know? we are about to eat, take out Chinese food as we speak. Yeah, literally it's on the way. <laughs> so like, it's not, you know, it's so nuanced, like Steven said. And I think, um, you just have to change the language towards yourself. Um, but at the same time, speaking from someone who is like still very much in the process of trying to meet goals and figure out what works, not excusing like laziness or like, um, like there are days where I like woke up this morning and I was like, I do not want to go work out, but I need to today. Like I need to for my own like mental health. Um, and my body felt fine, but then there have been days where I've woken up and I'm like, I can't do it today. Like I'm exhausted. And Me grace too. for the in-between. Like, that is yeah. okay. And I will say, Stephen has somehow talked me into doing half marathon. Yeah, girl. I don't know why. We're doing it. We're doing it. And April I just... April 27th. Yeah. Come cheer us on. Please bring um, lidocaine. <laughs> so, um, but I started training for that the other day. And I was like, this feels very different on my body. And I'm going to have Good. to adjust to it. You know, it's Good like an thing. adjustment. And so, grace for the in-between. Be kind to yourself in the midst and also challenge yourself though and have accountability people who will be like hey you're yeah. stronger than you think you are in that regard and that's what I was going to tell yeah. you i like today was the first day and i've been in like a group fitness class in a while where i was like wow i feel stronger than i thought i was yeah and you know you have to okay i recognize that so how do i keep going there's such you a know? balance and i think at the end of the day it's are you drinking water <laughs> Are you sleeping? Stanley girls. Yeah. Yeah. I was such a hater and now I love my Stanley. But yeah. Are you drinking water? Are you sleeping? Yeah. Are you eating protein? Mm. And are you in a place that makes you feel safe and holds you accountable at the same time? That's a great like. That's like. That is fitness. Like put it (laughs) on. Write it down girl. Put it on a t-shirt. That is fitness. Like everything else is noise and clutter and like obviously that's like the most simplified version of all time, but like it doesn't have to be something that stresses you out every single day No, and it shouldn't. And I, it should just be a thing. Urge you, like if, if you need somebody to talk to about it, slide into my DMs because like I, it doesn't need to be complicated. 
Well, complicated or something that's damaging. Like I, yeah. I want people to come into my class because they know that they'll feel better on the other side of it. And they know that they're going to sing along to fucking Britney Spears and <laughs> the wave a towel. And yeah. like, it's going to be this crazy kooky 2006 meets the gay club, <laughs> like fun environment. That's why I want people to come take my class. Not because somebody on Instagram told them that they have to go burn 500 calories yeah. because it's the Absolutely. day after Thanksgiving or something. And like that, it's just, it makes me sad, but also encourages me as a person with a small but hopefully growing voice in this little world is that, you know, there are people out here cheering you on and meeting you where you're at. And it doesn't always have to be so scary. Yeah. Well, thank you, Stephen, for all of your insight. I will speak, I'm biased, guys, extremely biased. But if you can hear like anybody, and Stephen has watched me struggle through it, like it's not as scary as you think. And just take the risk. You literally never know. I literally, I was looking back through some old texts today to try and find something um, for this. And I sent a voice memo to Steven. (laughs) He barely knew me. And I was like, hey, I'm like (laughs) going through a divorce. And I just like don't know which way is up right now. And um, he really met me with a lot of grace. And then through that was shown that movement can help that too. And just, you know, it is a way to disconnect for 45 minutes to an hour for your day. And, um, you know, I know that I don't walk in like judging people, but people probably don't care (laughs) that are there. And you, I seriously can't stress it enough. Let them wrap their arms around you. Let them do it and um, take the risk. And then you do that in turn for someone else Um, because you never know where you're meeting them, you know. And so, um, so thankful for your voice it's bigger than you think i'll say that i love that and i i will say if there are people listening that are in nashville that we've never crossed paths and this is not just a plug but please come to full ride i know that sounds salesy but i mean it there has never been a place i've ever been that you know no matter who you are i've seen people be accepted and yes um it's it's literally on the wall there's like it's literally (laughs) painted on the wall um, and I just, I urge you if you're like really craving movement, but you don't know how to start, please come to four eyed. Anybody will meet you where you're at. All yes. of us, all of them been to all yeah, of them. Every single person attest. shout out the entire team. Um, Kinsey, Shauna, Rose, Dylan, Max, Maggie, Cars. Yeah. Running through the Rolodex <laughs> and all the coordinators. Hey girls. Hey. hey. Ooh, Illy. Um, but no, truthfully, it's as an employee, but previously as a client, it's the safest fitness space I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Um, and it's immaculately special and I think everybody should experience it. And if you're scared, come try it scared. Do it scared. I and literally say it all the time. Do you. it scared. And that's what I'm again, that's my plug. Biased. But reach out like to yeah. Steven. He'll respond. I always say, sorry for annoying you. You're not annoying him, I don't think. He'll no. let you know if you are. No. Um, but reach out. And I mean, you can reach out to me, but I'm not the professional here. I'm just a professional person. Um, but, and ask questions and do it and do it scared. And literally, like, I will go with you. It yeah. doesn't matter. Steven teaches on Tuesdays at 6.30. A.M. It is. Early girl. Early. But guys, it feels so good before work. Yeah. And you get your day started and you can go to Ladybird after, get a little coffee, a little taco. Coffee. Um, I recommend the AGT with oat milk. Yeah. Shout out Allison Templeman. Thank yeah. You so um I'm giving all the shout outs. You're, you're I know. late on the pod. Yeah, guys, do you want a whole <laughs> list of people we know? Yeah. I'll um, give you a, a book of everybody I've ever met. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So thankful for your voice and just yeah, for being my friend too, obviously. You Love know. You. Love you. Um, okay, I ask everybody. What is one song everyone should go and listen to right now? Ooh. I will say the last time we recorded this, Stephen gave 15 songs. I know, I'm going to try to be better You this can time. give multiple. Um, it's fine. Well, I will say, so today I was on a run um, as Caitlin and I start to get ready for a little half marathon. Ooh, ooh. And I realized that I had a meeting in 20 minutes and I was like 10 minutes away from my car. And I put Dancing on My Own by Robin on repeat and I sprinted back to the Mazda and I got on the time. <laughs> 
Um, so Dancing on My Own by Robin, if you run to it, it'll make you feel like you're, like, floating through the air. <laughs> um, we love Robin. But I will say, um, I've been obsessed with this artist called K.Flay. Okay. K.Flay, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> but um, Good News and Bad Vibes, which sound like two opposites, like, maybe that's the point. Both of those songs are really good right now. Um, here, I'm opening my Spotify. I know you asked for one, I'm not just- It's really okay. I, I work. Gannon gave me like 12, so. Well, I, here, let's see what else. This is Steven's job. We'll give you a pass. Um, yeah, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. And oh, Andy, Stay Away by Muna. I know that I've, uh, That's a good Muna you know, song, guys. That is a good one. I listened to that on the way here. Um, I've had a real kind of renaissance with This Love, Taylor's version. Um, by Taylor. Really? Yes, 1989. It's kind of Emo. nice. I played it for Reflection the other day in class. Guys. And then my last one, oh my god, my last one has to be Bongos by Cardi B. I'm obsessed with that song. <laughs> really? A different, like, um, array of genres there. Bongos! <laughs> Speaking of reflection, the other day, Stephen played Penthouse Bongos. by Kelsey Ballerino. Bongos! Penthouse, yes. <laughs> yeah, and I was weeping. Really yeah. do be bringing out. Like, his classes are very chaotic in the best way, like, music-wise. Yeah. But you will maybe possibly cry. I... And this is the last thing I'll say about music, but since we're on the topic, I fucking love that being a spin instructor allows me to play with music. <laughs> because I... I have never met anyone who, like, will put equally, like, it'll be, like, Fergie, and then it'll be, like, boys like girls, and then it'll be, like, bongos. Yeah. And you're just, like, we're well, here. I, I think, because I, I mean, a lot of my life was spent playing music and... I don't do that anymore. And so it's like a fun little thing to just kind of fuck around with music. And, you know, I love the idea of like selling people on music. Yes. I, I think know. that's how like the, when I first built community of any sort, I think honestly, a music was a lot of the credit for that. Like I remember I played, um, alone by Celine Dion. It's the cover of the heart I song. Remember and that. It's very random, but I remember I got like six, messages from people especially like not it was like moms and other people in my class like it wasn't like little college girlies it was me I and said, they were like i cannot believe you played that like that so literally i had to like double take it and i fucking that's like my favorite part of this is like there are 45 people in a room and there are 45 different ages and interests and you know backgrounds and whatever and like if i can place a song that you know the 21 year old that's a Vanderbilt student is going to love and immediately transition into, you know, a song that the mom from Franklin is going to be like, Holy <laughs> shit. Is this really a yeah. class right now? Like that is so fun. Like let me crank up nasty by Janet Jackson. And, like, Let's get it going. <laughs> you will hear it all. You will let's hear it all. Going. Let's get it going. Yeah. Um, my song. Well, since you gave like six, oh, yeah, I'll give two. No, it's okay. Um, I said this in the original back in the wall by Grayson chance been really playing that one a yeah. lot. And with that squarely... Shout out my... Ellen. <laughs> he was on Ellen. I know. She's I'm not, a, saying, she's not, she's not a very that. nice lady, they said. But shout out. Hey, girl. Hey, Portia Del Rossi. I just was not ready for Can that. Can we get Portia on the pod? Oh, she would probably come. I would but... love to drink champagne with Portia Del Rossi. Would she be in your um, dream blunt rotation? Um, No, but she's definitely like a runner-up, I think. <laughs> okay. Like, Considered but not recommended. Okay, you know? got it. She would not be a runner-up in mine, but I don't really know much about her. Anyway, sorry guys. Um, back on the wall, Grace and Chance. I don't know that much about her either. <laughs> hey girl. Okay, it's fine. Um, back on the wall, Grace and Chance put me in my Grace and Chance bag for this week, and mm, so seasons. emo song. Um, home run hitter. That song is like, it is that girl. And then I actually found a new song today because of Eric called Ha 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 oh. by, oh, what is her name? Shoot. Let me look it up. It's, gotta it's just be, ha, Eric. ha Ha It's like Stevie Bill, I think. I was going to say, well, if it's Eric, it's got to be Sabrina Carpenter. No. Yeah, Stevie Bill. Ha okay. Ha Ha, Stevie Bill. Guys. Oh, there's a sped up version. Her vocals are insane. She's so good. She eats. Well, that's what I say. Oh, I thought you meant like food. I was like, I hope so. Oh, the Chinese food is downstairs. We're like, uh, ooh, are we so eating? Hunting. Are the girls eating? Um, so those are my two recommendations. Anything? Also, the Nikki album came out today. Pink oh, Friday Pink Friday 2. I haven't listened to it yet. I didn't realize that, like, Super Freaky Girl was going to be on it. And, like, is it? Red Ruby the Sleeves. And I'm like, I've been listening to Red Ruby the Sleeves. Why are they on it? Did she redo them? 
Nikki's version? No. Oh, they're just there? Just there. I guess they, like, never were on an album because she was, like, putting music and now she's making music. It's giving Rihanna. But also I love that she went Pink Friday. Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded. Reloaded, not reloaded, reloaded. Um, and then now Pink Friday 2. I'm like, are we building this? Until, like, What's next? It's giving like the squeak pool. Alvin and the Chipmunks the squeak pool. It's yeah. like the same energy. Um, speaking of, you put, what was it? Oh, what was the song you put on your reel today? Rihanna, whatever you like. Was it oh, that? Yeah, T.I.? I listened to that on the way here. That's another song you should go listen to. Is he to. still forgot jail, about it. Do we know? I don't know. T.I.? It was he. Can we get T.I. on the pod? <laughs> Steven wants everybody on the phone. Coming at you live from jail. <laughs> I know. T-I. Anyway, okay, well, we're going to go eat our Chinese food. We're going to watch or see some holiday lights. Yes. And then go to a little Shout out Cheekwood. Christmas um, Cheekwood bar. On the <laughs> Do you know, this is a fun fact for the pod, if this is going to be so long. My family, all the iron in there, done yeah. by my family. Wow, can we get your family ironworks on the pod? <laughs> Kerrigan Ironworks. Liquor. Kerrigan Ironworks on the pod, episode 10. Stay tuned. I know. Um, no, the next episode after this is Cannon's. Oh. That's Cannon. Or that's Steven's boyfriend, everyone. Hope y'all are ready to hear about movies for about 17 hours. <laughs> no, it'll be good. It's funny. It's long. But it's uh, good. Also, speaking of movies, and then I'll shut up, everybody should go see Saltburn <laughs> just to look at Jacob Alordi. Can we get Jacob Alordi on the pod? <laughs> Jacob Valordi on the pod. Ah, uh, with his little earring. I think I'm gonna go into that place, Studs, Fifth and Broad. You're shout gonna, your out, shout out Studs. Studs on the pod. Studs on the pod. And I think I'm gonna um, get my ear pierced like Jacob Valordi because if he can do it, anybody can. Wait, are you really thinking about it? I'm not not getting my ear pierced. He's I want to get like my nose pierced. Like, Wait, I'm gonna look hoop. him up while we're here. Like, like, how do you spell it? You could like barely thread a needle through the hoop, but oh. it's a hoop nonetheless. Wait, do you know who I've been picturing this whole time? The no, Kid know. Leroy. <laughs> Not the Kid Leroy. Don't get the Kid Leroy on the pod. Oh, this is the guy from The Kissing Booth. Yes. But more so from Saltburn. We're having a moment. I'm going to like leave it all. She's Googling. Be like... She's Googling. Yeah, look at him smoking in the meadow. It's giving... He's Australian, too. Context. Important context. Yeah, look at him smoking in the meadow. Jacob Lordy on the pod. You're gonna get your ear pierced for real. I'm thinking about no. it. No. Okay, guys. So I guess we're having Portia. Portia Del Rossi, um, the Kid Leroy, <laughs> Jacob Lordy, Cheekwood, um, Cheekwood, uh, Caitlin Kerrigan, Ironworks. Oh, my um, own Ironworks, just mine. Yes. Um, who else? Carson. Oh, Carson's coming on the pod very very soon. Um, Lydia's coming on the pod. Hey, Lydia, at Lydia Pritchett. Um, ooh, Alice is going on the pod. Should we walk down the street and see who wants to go on the pod? <laughs> Fran? Fran's going to be on the pod? Fran Tinto. I want to do, um, on the real, a whole, like, group. We episode. can see into our neighbor's house from this because their windows light up with Steven's ours. Steven's neighbor's on the pod? Steven's neighbor's okay. on the pod. No, the- I want to do a group episode with me, Fran and Cannon. It will be the most chaotic episode ever. Yeah. With no substance. It would just be Fran and Cannon fighting the whole time and then... Yeah. Stephen and I are just sitting and living, but anyway. So we are, yes, we're going to see Caitlin Kerrigan Christmas lights at the Ironworks at Cheapwood. And then we um, are going oh to get God. Christmas drinks at somewhere. Last time we went to a Christmas bar last weekend, I got a drink called the Seasick Crocodile mm. from the Grinch. He's That's a mean good. one, comma, Mr. Grinch. And it was okay. It was green. With red sugar. It was very sweet. Feels like a hangover. Anyway, over and out. This is Stephen on the pod. <laughs> Follow him at Stephen Hines. At Stephen Hines on Instagram. You didn't even plug your Instagram. At Stephen Hines on Instagram. If you follow at Spill with Stephen. Don't. Girl. It's in the bio. It's in the bio. No, and please come ride it for ride, truthfully. Um, all this to say. And if you feel unsafe in a fitness place, please message me. Tell me where you're stuck. Yep. I want to help you. Okay. Love y'all. Love y'all. Okay, bye. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed just recording it and that you have left feeling, you know, encouraged and just seen. And like we've said a million times, if you're in Nashville, 
come to Full Ride. I would love to come with you. I will get your guest pass and we can go together. We don't have to sit in the front. Um, but seriously, I hope you were encouraged by this conversation. And maybe we can convince Stephen to come back sometime. I don't know. Um, but next week, like we said, I will have Stephen's partner on the pod, Canon, And we talk all about movies, which is not something... I ever thought I would talk about on my podcast, but it's really funny and lighthearted for your Tuesday next week, as well as this coming Friday. I actually do have a bonus episode coming, talking all about all the feelings with the holidays. So looking forward to sharing that with you guys. And as always, just thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me and I love you. And all the links are in the show notes, but you can follow Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Hines, me at Caitlin Olivia with two eyes on the second eye, as well as call me when you get this pod and the playlist with like all the episodes and the songs that correspond to each episode is also in the show notes. Really a lot of links for you to go and follow. And I think that's all I've got. All right. Thanks for listening. I love you and I'll see you on Friday.